On the 25th of January every year, people in Scotland and Scottish people around the world celebrate Burns Night. The focus is a Burns Supper involving haggis, neeps and tatties. It's also celebrated here in Ireland. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to Let Me Explain. It's Eamon Torsney filling in for Sean Defoe. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Burns was rock star famous during his lifetime, and this was a time before there was any uh, radio, there was any you know TV, anything like that. People knew who Burns was. That's Matthew Warwick from the Ulster Scots Community Network. But who is Robert Burns? To answer that question, I spoke to Peter Mackay, who's a senior lecturer in literature at St Andrews University. Well, Robert Burns, in his own lifetime, wanted to be the Scottish national poet, and he managed that. Um, He was a remarkably successful poet back in the 18th century. And from then on, he has been celebrated almost since his death on the 25th of January um, every year. Why is he still so important? I think because he plays up to many of the things that Scots like to think about themselves. That we are democratic, that we're slightly coothy, like we're canny, that we know a lot about the world. But that we also have a romantic side to ourselves. And so there is this strangely institutionalised celebration of Scottishness, of tartan, of haggis, but is all done slightly or more than slightly with a tongue-in-cheek. If you are not familiar with Robert Burns' work, it may come as a surprise to learn some of his material is known the world over. In fact, most of us sing one of his most famous songs every year, albeit at a different celebration. I think everybody will be familiar to some extent with his work without realising it. Probably his most famous song is Old Lang Syne, which is sung at New Year's um, Eve all around the world. And the phenomenon of Old Lang Syne being sung by people who have no idea of what the Scots language is, let alone what it might mean, is a really interesting one. A lot of it comes down to empire, of course, and it was transported around the world by the British Empire. Other songs, um, My Love is Like a Red, Red Rose, is one of the most beautiful and prophetic love songs I know. Um, And I will love you still, my dear, till all the gangs, seas gang dry, until the rocks melt with the sun. So I will love you until the world declines around us as it is. Um, and perhaps one of the most important ones in Scotland are Scots who hey, um, Scots who died and fought and died with Wallace, but also the Republican song, A Man's a Man for All That. He's one of those poets whose work was recognised while he was still alive. The Scottish Enlightenment was wanting to find a poet that they could celebrate that combined both English language culture, Scots language culture, the rural and the urban. And Burns fit into this perfectly. And he was this huge, huge publishing success, not necessarily financial success. He did have to, for much of his life, keep other jobs as a foreman, a flax dresser, or even weirdly, given all we know about him, as an exciseman. Needless to say, I needed that term explained to me. <laughs> an exciseman, well, he was travelling around in Friesland Gallery, making sure people weren't um, illegally producing whisky. And so he was going round to, to check that any whisky production was legal. Um, and riding huge distances between his own home and between the various pubs and towns of Dumfries and having a rare old time of it at the same time. Burns' popularity while he was still alive is also recognised by Matthew Warwick, Education Officer at the Ulster Scots Community Network. Well, this is it. Burns Burns was rock star famous during his lifetime and this was a time before there was any... uh, 
uh, radio, there was any, uh, you know, TV, anything like that. People knew who Burns was. Uh, they had seen an engraving of him or a, an illustration of him in his poetry. Uh, he was accessible to everyone through uh, the printed word. His first publication was printed in 1786, and it was uh, number one sort of uh, bestseller, if you like. Uh, and people wanted to know Burns, and because. Well, he, he never really, um, he never came to Ireland, unfortunately. He stayed much of his life in Scotland, maybe forayed into the north of England uh, occasionally. But he spent uh, his, his most of his life in south southwest Scotland and, and also in Edinburgh. He was accessible. He, he wore the same sort of clothes as a uniform whenever he was travelling around, so people would be able to identify him. Uh, he had a sort of costume. It was his trademark, and he, he loved people. Uh, coming up to him and recognising his fame. Uh, and that was uh, lairds and ladies and uh, aristocrats and barristers and uh, professors right down to the, the lowly ploughhand and, uh, you know, itinerant labouring worker in the field. He, he just liked the attention from everyone. So what are the Irish connections and why is Burns Night observed in Ulster in particular? Uh, the 25th of January, um, wherever there are Scots all over the world, people meet together to celebrate the life of Robbie Burns. They read his poetry, sing his songs and eat haggis, neeps and tatties. An awful lot of people in the province of Ulster are descended from Scots that come into this part of the world uh, in the early 1600s and they identify with the themes of Burns's poetry. They identify with the language that it is composed in and uh, he, he very much is one of their own. Well, there are also connections south of the border with Rabbi Burns. So Burns has been celebrated here in Ulster since the 1840s at least. Uh, we can find... Um, uh, events happening here, gatherings in, in Belfast and indeed Robert Burns Jr., uh, Robert Burns' eldest son, came here and was a sort of guest speaker at many functions in Belfast in the 1840s and 50s. And of course that coincided. His daughter, so it would have been Robert Burns's granddaughter, uh, lived in Belfast along with her daughter as well. And then there's another connection uh, just over uh, the border in County Louth, outside Dundalk. Uh, Robert Burns's daughter, uh, Agnes, uh, lived with her husband at a place called Stevenson's Town Pond, just outside Dundalk. And they are actually buried, her and her husband, in St Nicholas's Church of Ireland Graveyard in Dundalk. What does a Burns Night celebration look like? Yeah, Burns Night celebrations uh, can, can start in the house and, and most of them feature haggis, neeps and tatties. Uh, some of the more formal events will have um, uh, the, the haggis prepared by a chef and piped in and then Robert Burns' uh, poem, The Address to the Haggis, uh, is performed. Fair fall, your honest sonsy face, great chieftain o' the pudding race, abun the mall, ye tack your place, pinch tripe or therm, we'll are ye worthy o' grace as langs me arm. And this is the poem that essentially made haggis the national food of Scotland uh, and gave it fame, uh, not just in Scotland but further afield. Uh, Burns arguably hadn't tasted haggis until he achieved uh, some notoriety and fame. Well, neeps and tatties, by the way, are turnips and potatoes. Meanwhile, the head of the Scottish Government Office in Ireland, Katie McNeil, says the event is celebrated south of the border too. So we have the... uh Dublin St Andrew's Benevolent Society here in Dublin, who are actually one of the oldest uh, Scottish institutions of that type in the world. 
uh, and they will be celebrating uh, Burns Night. And of course, for ourselves as Scottish government presence here uh, in Dublin, it really is a flagship event for us. It's a way that we can bring together our stakeholders and our diaspora and celebrate and showcase uh, Scotland and, and make new connections uh, which we then can go on to use for the for the benefit of, of Scotland whether that's in trade or uh, cultural collaborations. She outlines why the occasion is so important for Scottish people and culture. Yeah, so Burns Night is really important to the people of Scotland. It is, I guess, the one of the celebrations that we wholly own as Scottish people. So it's really, um, it's really culturally significant. Obviously, lots of people around the world have adopted Hogmanay, New Year's Eve, as a big celebration. Um, but Burns Night is a unique sort of cultural contribution that Scotland makes to the world. And she says it's a good time for Scottish people living in Ireland to connect with others. We've just launched at scotland.org new Scottish Connections service. So please, if you are part of the diaspora, sign up. We'd love to hear from you and to also share our stories with you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. John Keogh is the series editor and Lachlan Hart is on sound.